0: Welcome to Abstract Audio, the podcast presenting life as an abstract art form. The show that encourages you to perceive beyond the tangible, to extract the infinite from the finite, to see with the mind what you cannot physically see with the eyes. Oh, this? It's an emancipation, it's an exploration into areas usually overlooked. Explore with me on today's episode. Hello to my freaks, geeks, and everything in between out there. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Abstract Audio. I be your host with the most issues, Amber Janae. Hey, quick question for you. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of all my genuine appreciation? Because I really couldn't be more grateful to have you guys here tuned in with me. It's true. I can hardly contain my excitement. But I'll do my best to control myself. And that's exactly what we'll be speaking on today. Not me specifically, of course, but this episode is centered on control, power, and the many ways it manifests itself in our day-to-day. I was really excited about tackling this topic uh, for a number of reasons, Uh, one of which being in our last episode, we talked a lot about trust. And then, you know, the episode before that, it was all about mating and the shifting dynamic between men and women in today's society. Uh, To me, a conversation on power and control was the obvious next step. I do also have a personal connection with it, as my therapist would surely tell you if she wasn't bound by client confidentiality, but it's not that rare, actually. I and many people alike have an issue with feelings of control. Whether, you know, you feel like your life is out of control or your spouse or partner is too controlling, you know, the concept of wanting to have a say in what happens to us and around us is totally natural. Shit, wars have been started for less. And what's more human than war? (laughs) Vying for power and control over territories, control over resources? You know, I could go on. But I won't because I think you get the point. Point being that the idea of control in our society is unfortunately nothing new. It offers a sense of order and stability in an unpredictable world, allowing people and institutions to exert influence over their surroundings. Hey, speaking of, have you guys heard that we're supposedly now in the age of influence? Yeah, I just recently heard the term, and apparently it's like a docu-series on Hulu now too. Uh, but the term speaks directly to how influencers on social media have a certain level of control over what we as consumers use, buy, support, et cetera. And that fact is so insane to me. I mean, it's an insanely good name too. You know, It really rolls off the tongue. So props to whoever came up with that in the boardroom. Uh, But it's also insanely accurate, unfortunately. I mean, out of the lineup of the past few generations, you know, millennials, baby boomers, Gen Z, etc. Gen Z, despite being obviously the most tech savvy, uh, was actually ranked the most likely to be influenced online. Uh, But just the idea that we're so easily swayed as a society is scary in itself. Especially considering how much of social media is being dedicated to tracking and driving our actions and opinions one way or another whether it be politically, socially, or otherwise. It really ties into how much trust we have in the system that governs us, as we spoke about briefly last episode. And, I mean, come on, that's just the internet. What's more interesting to me, though, is we're all so pressed to control and govern ourselves, you know, make our own decisions, limit government or outside control, when it's nearly impossible to truly have 100% self-control anyway. It's like how kids and teenagers are in such a rush to grow up without really knowing what it's like to do so. I mean, it's a nice thought, but truth is, as humans, like, 90% of us can't handle that shit. Like, people were asked why they self-harm, right? Cutting, you know, skin picking, burning themselves, etc. And researchers came to a conclusion that a fair amount of them just wanted to feel in control of something because they lack that feeling of control in other areas of their lives. At least this thing, you know, this one thing, this behavior is something they can have complete control over. And that makes perfect sense to me. Control makes us feel powerful. It makes us feel confident in our power. But a lot of us would misuse it if given the chance. I mean, just look at how corrupt our government is. I just find it so funny that we have no problem with control when things are going well for us, right? When they throw us a bone, you know, when you get a stimulus, we're happy. Uh, but if you're, say, a slave and master didn't whip you this month, are you content? Are you happy with that? No, you would still want to be free overall. And that's a kind of touchy analogy, I know, (laughs) but it's almost like, say, Stockholm syndrome in this country at this point. It's like we're trapped in this system, wanting to be led, but not wanting to follow at the same time. Isn't that weird? In my opinion, a lot of us just don't want the responsibility that comes with true power and control. Like I read an article uh, that said 54% you know, a majority of Americans say that the federal government has too much power, while 39% say it has about the right amount and 6% says too little. And taking it back to the last episode here, why don't we just trust ourselves? Why would we rather put trust in an outdated, corrupt system that clearly isn't working? I mean, granted, it is working for about 1% of us, <laughs> but the idea of the 99%, Standing up and finally saying enough is enough seems like the far-fetched plot of some book or movie. Ooh, like the new Spider-Man just dropped too. Amazing movie, stunning visuals, by the way. But point is, with great power comes great responsibility, right? We don't want the responsibility. We'd rather sit around and bitch about the people who have the power than stand up and take it. Just take this for instance. We just give away our power more often than we'd like to admit. From pressing accept all cookies on a random website or grabbing a couple extra cookies when we're supposed to be on a diet. Hell, most of us wouldn't know what to do with full control anyway. What's that, Kanye said? No one to have all that power. It's facts. True self control or Complete mastery over one's desires, impulses, and emotions is often considered impossible due to limitations on human nature. While people can exercise varying degrees of self control, achieving absolute and unwavering control over oneself is damn near unattainable. I mean, think about it. For one, humans are complex beings governed by a combination of biological and psychological processes. Our brains are literally wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain on a biological level. This can manifest as cravings, urges, and impulsive behaviors. These drives can overpower our conscious efforts to exert self-control, making it difficult to resist immediate gratification in favor of any long-term goals you might have. Even emotions can play a role too, a big one. And ladies, I'm talking to you. We all know they can be intense and overwhelming, often clouding our judgment and impairing our ability to exercise that self-control. I mean, emotions like anger, fear, or sadness can lead to impulsive actions or choices that can easily contradict our totally rational intentions. I know some of y'all out there like, nah, no way, man. I'm built different. I'm built different. Nah, bruh. Just like these BBL bodies, we all built the same on this one. Even if it were just a matter of willpower, Uh, willpower itself is a limited resource that can become depleted over time. Studies have shown that self-control relies on a finite reserve of mental energy. And once this reserve is gone, it's a wrap. But it's not just on us. Even our environment plays a significant role in shaping our behaviors and choices. I mean, if you're not a stranger to the show, or if you haven't been living under a rock, you already know this. Uh, But obviously, we're constantly exposed to external stimuli, you know, temptations and social influences that can undermine our self-control. Full availability of everything from unhealthy food to peer pressure, stress, and a million other external factors can make it incredibly challenging to stay solid. And that's by design. You know, that's the reality we've adopted. But at the end of the day... Humans possess a multitude of desires, needs, and conflicting motivations. Satisfying all these different aspects while maintaining self-control is flat-out tough. I mean, ask anybody. It's damn hard to align our short-term desires and our long-term goals, making it even harder to achieve true self-control in even a few, let alone all aspects of life. So why do we crave it if it's so hard to master? If it's damn near impossible, why do we want it so bad? Why is it so difficult to release the idea of control? Why is it so hard for us to let go? Well, the craving for power is equally as complex and multifaceted as we are as a people, with factors ranging from psychological to social. The first of which that comes to mind is what? Status, right? Power often comes with social status, authority, recognition. Many people just want that external power because it can elevate their standing in society. It can provide a sense of importance and garner respect from others. Or if not recognition, they want to be able to make a change, whether that be good or bad. I mean, that's just facts. You know, power and control naturally gives you free reign to mold your environment and the people in it to your will. Yeah, I know that might sound a little sinister, but to play devil's advocate, others may just want control for the extra security. The more power one possesses, the more control they have over their circumstances, if shit were to go left. Or maybe, for those overachievers out there, the pursuit of power could be driven by a desire for personal achievement and fulfillment. They may view power as a measure of success and believe that gaining it will bring them a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. But like we said a few episodes back in our survival series, some people are just naturally competitive. They see life as a game to win. Now, let me tell you why most of those reasons are essentially bullshit. Now, if you're after status, right? Look, in my eyes, you shouldn't need or want power or the control that comes with it. To make you feel important. If you're, like, looking for security, well, if you've been tuning in, you know how I feel about safety. It's only something that can be achieved within yourself. Searching for it externally will always leave you empty-handed. Or if you're just naturally competitive and view power as a means of control. Sounds like you're on the fast track to a villain origin story, but go off, sis. Either way, you won't find feelings of accomplishment in controlling everything around you. You'll actually feel more drained, not to mention paranoid, because the more power you have on the surface, the bigger the target on your back. Of course, I'm no expert here, uh, but the only valid reasons I see for being like power hungry is if you've experienced powerlessness at some point in your life to a crippling degree meaning you've been like abused or taken advantage of in the past and now have to compensate with feelings of control. Or to get evolutionary on you, which, as you know, we like to do here on the show. Evolutionary psychology actually suggests that the pursuit of power could just as easily be rooted deep in our ancestral past. Throughout human history, as you know, those who held power often had better access to resources, mates, and survival opportunities increasing the chance of passing on their genes. So, question for you guys. Does that fact justify all the harm done to the world and its inhabitants in the name of power? Just the fact that we're genetically predisposed to want or need it? Well, it depends. Where do you think we would be if some of us didn't have that instinctual drive to call the shots? Not nearly as far along or advanced, I'm sure. But maybe happier? I don't know. I like to believe that all of us have a power within ourselves, waiting to be embraced. And we've just become so comfortable with having the shots called for us on every level, or speaking to the Black people, our power just taken away from us, that many of us haven't flexed that muscle or had the chance to. That's why in many meditative practices, they'll use the phrase, reclaiming your power, because so many of us have simply lost touch with it. Personally, that's one of the reasons I started meditating. You know, As an artist, I needed to tap into a place, into a mode where I could have full creative control with my work. Uh, There's an artist in all of us, of course, uh, but me personally, I needed to find my power and not to control myself necessarily, uh, but to control and observe my own thoughts, which in turn controls your energy which in turn controls your surroundings and your circumstances. That's real power, internal power. External power to me is just an illusion, a means to separate us. No one is ever fully in control of anything. And that can be a little scary. But I also like to think that the fear of what comes with knowing and walking in our own power limits us. It cripples us. How can we accept our own power in its entirety when society has conditioned us to be worried about or scared of what comes with it? Especially Black women, especially Black men. They've taught us to fear or strive for that which is already ours. If you've read uh, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, you know it holds a wealth of knowledge and words to live by. And if you haven't read it, you need to get on that. Uh, But one of the many strategies it's presented uh, was something along the lines of win through your actions, never through argument. And meaning, you know, just avoid unnecessary conflicts and debates when you can. Instead, let your actions speak for themselves and demonstrate your power. There's only so much talking we can do about change or reform, guys, whether it be within ourselves or within our society. We need action, not influence. Oh shit, I might have to put that on a t-shirt or crochet it onto a pillow or something. Bottom line, the craving for power and control is not inherently negative. It can drive people to achieve great things and make meaningful contributions to society. However, as we've seen in our version of reality, it can also lead to abuse, inequality, censorship, Corruption and the exploitation of others, if not coupled with ethical considerations and a sense of responsibility. Things, might I add, that can only be achieved inwardly. And while true self-control may be elusive, we can still cultivate and improve it through action, practice, self-discipline, self-awareness. We all have to find that power within ourselves before expecting to see any viable change around us. You know how you always hear, control what you can't control. Yeah, of course. But don't be so quick to ignore or dismiss factors outside of your control either. Because finding that balance between control and autonomy is crucial for creating the society we desperately want and need. One that's both organized and inclusive, where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. Well, that brings us to the end of our powerful journey this week. As always, thank you so much to everyone out there listening. I hope I didn't trigger anyone too badly. But if I did, there's a new way you can give me a piece of your mind. You now have the ability to send me a live voice note via our website, theabstractaudioshow.com. And you may even get to hear yourself on an episode. Check it out when you have a minute. And as always, make sure you appreciate the abstract in your life.